Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. What's good with you? I hope you're great. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from sunny Southern California. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome in. Um, huh. So here's what I want to do. I'll give you my thoughts really quickly. Then I want to go around the room and ask these guys their thoughts. Because usually the, the first weekend in the NCAA tournament is all about the upsets. The second weekend in the NCAA tournament is really about who's going to play for the national championship. So it gets a little less fun, but generally the games are more competitive. We didn't really have that this weekend. And I'm not saying we didn't have teams that are going to play for a national championship. We have that. The Final Four is decided. It's three of the Blue Bloods, right? Kansas, Kentucky. Excuse me, Kansas. I say Kentucky. Kansas, Duke, and North Carolina. And then Villanova, who won a title in the 80s and then has won two recently. You'd probably call them a new blood. Still, four of the greatest college basketball programs on earth have all survived. But the games were, yeah, they were just, they were kind of whatever, right? Like there's, no one's going to go down and go like, man, remember that, remember that game, you know? Um, Houston, Arizona wasn't close. Arkansas, um, Arkansas, of course, in the Sweet 16 beat Gonzaga. That was probably the most surprising of the weekend. Duke, Texas Tech was close, right? And then Duke closed with a vengeance. North Carolina, UCLA, fairly close. Miami, Iowa State was not a good game. Kansas Province was, uh, St. Peter's, Purdue was close. Those are all Thursday and Friday. But the, the difference is Saturday and Sunday, Nova dominated Houston. Duke dominated uh, Arkansas. And then yesterday, Kansas was down six at the half. They outscore Miami 47-15 in the second half to win by 26. And North Carolina, that thing was over right about jump ball. Right about jump ball. So um, the games weren't great this weekend. They just weren't. Um, But what they were was they were telling of four great programs. I heard Steve Lavin say this former UCLA and St. John's head coach, that he likes Duke now, not just because they're playing the best basketball, but, you know, if you take out the other three one seeds, not named Kansas, and several of the other twos and threes, like, they have the best talent. They might have the best coach. He's definitely the most experienced in terms of length of success coach. He thinks Duke's the favorite. I, I, I watched Duke come from behind against Michigan State, and it started to appear to me that, like, yeah, well, why'd I pick Kentucky to win this thing? Duke's going to win this thing. Um, but but the, the, the point I would make is this. I know that college basketball has cheating scandals. I know that we operate under the assumption that whoever has the best pro is always going to win. But the fact is, you have Duke in North Carolina, and though uh, North Carolina is a good squad, it's not the traditional Carolina seven on all Americans on their roster. 
Duke's good, and they have Paolo Banquero. Um, they, they probably have the most pros on the roster. Mark Williams has made himself a lot of money. This might be the least talented Kansas Final Four team ever. I don't think there's any question that. And Villanova's good, solid. But they did lose arguably their best or second-best player to a torn Achilles tendon. So this is not the greatest four teams we've ever seen. But you start to get the sense for why coaches are as highly regarded as they are because these schools, these coaches, and granted, Hubert Davis is his first year, but he's been assistant there. He played there, so he knows everything about why these coaches are so well regarded. Their teams find a way to survive in advance, find a way to succeed. Uh, if I were to ask you, Jason Stewart, was there any moment this weekend which you think is memorable all long, long-term? What would it be? I think the memorable part for me was St. Peter's um, being such a great story going into that game and then ultimately not having a good game. Now, they were overmatched, I understand that, and heavy underdog, but I was hoping to, for a little bit more out of them. That was maybe my main uh, memory of the weekend. Okay. What about you there, uh, Dan Beyer? Yeah, I think that St. Peter's is just the, the absolute story. To have a 15 seed be one game away from the Final Four is, I mean, I think that even if Duke wins it all, that we'll look back and this would be the St. Peter's tournament of them getting so close. Um, if if no other school in the next decade or so uh, makes a Final Four as a 15 seed, but to see a 15 seed go this far and that win over Purdue on uh, on Friday night was, yeah, I think it was pretty monumental. Yeah, I, I would... I would agree. It was a massive, but we do see those. The idea of beating Purdue and North Carolina back to back was was not really a yeah. I and I said this on our show yesterday because the St. Peter's North Carolina game was going on. If you do look at St. Peter's route, this is not to diminish what they did, but North Carolina was the only team that they played that were trending upwards. Where you know you and I both have had questions about Purdue and great on paper magnificent on paper but you put the five together on the floor and something's just not right murray state we don't know how real they were and kentucky probably played their best basketball about a month and a half ago so and it's not to diminish anything that st peter's did but now st peter's is riding this streak and now there's expectations and guess what you get a team that you know that was playing as well as north carolina it was a tough ask yesterday it was it was a tough ask and north carolina I think because Purdue, who they beat, Kentucky and Purdue, North Carolina had, uh, St. Peter's had the respect of, of Purdue, sure. of, of North Carolina, yep. right? Yeah. Whereas you you lose some of those games in layup lines, either one end you get intimidated by the bigger team or the other end you dismiss you dismiss the smaller mid-major, in this case low-major, because you'd never heard of any of those guys. You don't they don't have names in the back of their shirt. You just like these guys can't beat us. And I think that that had they not beaten Purdue, even if they beat another mid major, I'm not sure it would have resonated the same as it did with North Carolina. Yeah. Fair point. Um still good, interesting final four. And uh, he, he, okay, so there's two sides of this thing. There is no in the middle. You either want Duke to win you know, much like John Wooden ended his career on a championship win, same could happen for uh, for Mike Krzyzewski. Or you want him to get upset by North Carolina because Hubert Davis in his first year would beat Duke twice. And both, 
you know, the last game of the year. That was supposed to be a coronation. This is, too. It's supposed to be Duke's tournament. Are you cheering for the spoiler or are you cheering for Krzyzewski? Dan Beyer? I think I'm pulling for Duke. I love Duke. I love Duke. (laughs) I can hear myself say it before I even believed it myself. But I think that I am. Okay, what about you there, Jay Stu, who you uh, who you root for? I think you know me by now. Um, I root. I, I have kind of a, a negative uh, lean towards my interests, and uh, I think it'll be more interesting if they lose to North Carolina for a second time, um, and and uh, he gets ousted on the way out the door by the biggest nemesis. And I I don't have a rooting interest here. By the way, I took Duke this weekend and won, um, but uh, I think that would be more interesting to me to see him go down by his nemesis in the tournament. Well, he's not his nemesis in the tournament because they haven't played the tournament before. No, I'm just saying that him going down, him going out, him exiting his career by losing to North Carolina as a tournament game, as a Final Four tournament game. That's yeah, yeah. kind of what I meant. You know, I, I, I got it. And it would be his last game. Ramos, do you want to see Krzyzewski lose his last game or do you want to see him win the title? Well, as I've said before, I believe Duke is the last Cinderella team left in this tournament. (laughs) Um, I think they lost in the ACC tournament. Everybody said they weren't built to win this. They lost against North Carolina in their final game for Coach K at Cameron, and everybody said this is not a team built to win a championship, and yet, welcome. Here they are. The Cinderella team of the NCAA tournament. Screw St. Peter's. This is the Cinderella team. They are going to win. This is Hollywood ending, Doug. We just saw the Oscars last night. This is a Hollywood ending for Mike Krzyzewski and his career in national championship. So that's what you want to see happen? You bet. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. The tribe has spoken. Here, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know how like, – there are people who are disappointed in this Final Four, and I, I don't know like how, how you could have picked a better one, honestly, with Dan. the Coach Dan. K story. Dan. Yeah. Dan. Yeah? We could tell people – that the sky is going to open up and gold is going to fall from the sky at noon. Okay, tomorrow at noon. And you know what you get? You get people go, I can't believe they picked noon. I got to work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they picked noon. Uh, noon, it's like, oh, it's just such a terrible time of the day. I'm trying to eat something. How can they possibly pick it? Why are they doing gold coin? Why don't they do dollar bills? Why don't they do Bitcoin, which is worth more than gold coin? Bitcoin's at 44000 now. Why don't they? So I understand what you're saying, that you, you'll get people that say worst elite eight ever right does they say worst elite eight ever i understand what you're saying but i would also say that uh you could find people who will complain literally about anything anything at all this this actual duke north carolina matchup is amazing is it's it's amazing and it also dug in a grander scale Makes me almost intrigued to see if college football expanded what it would be like to see a Michigan-Ohio State uh, game in a playoff or an Alabama um, – well, the Alabama's played LSU in the title game. We'll but maybe Auburn. Yeah, you know, yeah, Alabama-Auburn in a, in a semifinal or – I mean, like that sort of stuff. We've seen, you know, the SEC play against each other, but to have like the rivals that these – two schools are in this sort of setting makes me even curious on what it would be like for football if you had that scenario. I'm excited about Saturday night. 
Like Duke, North great. Carolina in the semifinals, and yeah. Villanova, considering what Villanova did to Kansas last time uh, in the Final Four, that's it's amazing. But like I said, you, you can't let somebody mention on social media and let that affect you because they would complain about gold falling out of the sky. The, the other thing of, of Coach K, and not to go to my generation or our generation, but there is, in our generation, there was a time when Duke wasn't winning the big game and they weren't successful. And it was a short period of time. It was from the mid-80s to 1990. But there was still that of, man, can Duke break through? And you know, 30 years later, I still joke that I can't believe I was cheering for Duke against UNLV, knowing what the next, you know, uh, now knowing what the next 30 years were going to be. But there is that little part of it as well, as I remember Duke falling short in all those Final Fours or National Championship games. No no question. And you remember in 91 who they beat in the championship game. They Kansas. beat UNLV. Yeah. But yeah, but everybody thinks that they beat UNLV in the championship. No, that's a lot like, it's a lot like uh, Team USA and Russia in hockey in 1980. That was only the semifinals. Yeah, only the semifinals. So anyway, I th- I'm I'm with you. I think it's great stuff. You know, usually when you go to a final four, there's one Cinderella, and they're competitive for about three quarters of the game, and then they go away. Yeah, right. And then there's you know usually two traditional powers, maybe three. You know, and um, and and that's the way it kind of goes down. To have four, uh, a blue bloods, new bloods, whatever you want to call them, is is pretty outstanding. I stuff. think I've been to four final fours, Doug. You've been. Uh, way more than me, but I was there in the George Mason year in 06, yep. and I was also in Houston in 2011. And George Mason had the newness of it, but VCU and Butler being back again did not carry the weight of a Final Four compared to Michigan State making that run in 09 in Detroit, yep. and then also 2007 when you had Florida going back-to-back with UCLA, Ohio State, and Georgetown in that, like, the there's just no comparison to the two final the four of the four final fours that I went to. Two were just magnificent. The George Mason did have a different angle to it, but the 2011 one when you had two Cinderellas, there just wasn't. It just didn't live up to the to the hype. I would I I would agree, and I would also say the George Mason. I thought they were the second best team at that final four. Obviously, to Florida, who's part of back to back titles. Uh, yes, Chase, too. Just to, just to be clear, um, I, I would love to see Duke lose on Saturday, and I would love for Coach K to do this before they uh, get to the ladders and cutting down stuff. Uh, Pause like for a really, This is a part of the program. This is impromptu by me. I'm sorry about this afternoon. That no, please no. Please, everyone be quiet. Let me just say, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. People are really bothered by that that deal, right? Be quiet. I mean, he's kind of old, and old guys be, I mean, what are you supposed to say? Shh. Shh. I hate the shh. I hate shushing people. He wanted them to be quiet. Were they quiet? Jay Stu, were they quiet when he they said listened. to be quiet? They listened okay. to Coach. That's leadership right there. That's 1,200 <laughs> wins right there. That's, that's what that is. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's, uh, let's get to uh, Double D. Dan Dockett, who joins us, of course, 
He's a former player at Indiana, former head coach at Indiana at Bowling Green, West Virginia, long, long time uh, broadcaster of college basketball. Of course, he has his own show on Out uh, on Outkick. Um, all right, last night, were you watching the Academy Awards when Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock? No, man. I had to go to the Australian version to get it, and I couldn't decide whether or not it was a uh, a WWE move or it was a uh, legit move, and it seemed to me like a legit move. Hey, uh, what are you going to do, man? Sometimes you, you you blank off the wrong guy at the wrong time and you get slapped. Probably need a little more of it around this country. It wouldn't be a bad move. Uh, yeah, but it's like the Academy Awards. You know they're going to make that. <laughs> they were making fun. They were making fun of Jada, Jada previously as well. Like, and and he seemed to laugh at it. It felt more like Jada was upset and 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 then Will was a little off. Like, who just yells out? Get my wife's name out your yeah. effing mouth like that. He, th- there was something going on there. Yeah, it's a big night. You know, it's a it's a big night. I just wonder this. I know there was video of you know during the commercial and you know and then you know then at the party. I wonder if you wake up. You know, as a coach, you lose. You get to sleep. You wake up at like three or four in the morning. Like, oh, I got to deal with this loss today. I wonder if. Will Smith woke up and said, oh, man, did I really do that? You know, yep. hey, but uh, it is the Academy Awards, and we've all been there when you're laughing and you look over at your wife and she don't think it's funny, and then you you put it in there, it's on national TV, then you put it in there, all the drama that those two have been through, and then you put it in there and she gives you the look like this is, you know, B.S., I guess you got to do something. I'm not sure doing it at the Academy Awards is the best move, but hey, what the heck? Take exactly. a swing. <laughs> um, okay, let, let, let's get to the NCAA tournament. Um, I feel like there's only two possible teams to root for here. Carolina, Carolina to, to, to I mean, for Hubert Davis to beat Duke in the last game at Cameron and then to end his career, like... It would take the National Guard to get Hubert out of that job if he wins this game. Or <laughs> do you want to see Duke win a national title and Krzyzewski go out like Wooden, right, where he wins his last game? That's a great question. You know, I, I would, I'm would. i okay, I think, with either. Actually, I'm okay with any of the four. I do agree with you on Hubert. I didn't realize this, but when you look at what Hubert's done this year, and I know they were all mad he lost by 20-plus to – Pittsburgh, but man, before the season, Doug, I, I had forgotten. Not only did they lose Walker Kessler, who obviously became a really good player at Auburn, but man, they lost Garrison Brooks too, who went over to Mississippi State. And then what is it, Garcia Dawson or Dawson Garcia? I always get it screwed up. The McDonald, he's out too. And you think about where they're at now, and Brady Maddox lost his mind. I think that's a great story, and I think you've said this because, you know, we were both at ESPN and Hubert was there. He's the nicest dude in America. You, you know, and, and the one thing I'll say about Carolina, and this is something we're kind of going through here at Indiana, the head coach at Carolina never seems to have an ego. A toughness, absolutely. You know, no question. A competitiveness off the charts, but never seems to, you know, make it about me. Like whether it was Dean Smith or Guthridge or Matt or – or Roy, or now now Hubert, they, they, and that's easy to root for. And I agree with you. If you're Hubert Davis, and you, you already you're in, you know, God's good graces by beating Duke on on K night, and then you take him out, 
and then you win a title? Oh, my God. I mean, just back up the Brinks truck. Uh, I could go with Villanova, too, though. I'm a big Jay Wright fan, and now obviously the kid's hurt, and that's not great. And then Kansas, I, I, you know, whether you like and, and you go back to the trials and all that stuff, but you got to admire the way Kansas is playing, particularly on the defensive end. I mean, they made Miami quit, quite frankly. So I'm kind of good with all four. But And then Kay's part, you know, I don't think Kay's actually part of the Indiana family. I think Kay's got his own family going. But, you know, that'd be a great story, too, like Wooden or like Al McGuire. Uh, you know, that'd be cool. But so I, actually, I'm a snob. I'm a bit of a snob. I like all four. I got no problem with all four. I think it's great. Okay. All right. I'm, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, Dan Byer, he's, a, he's from Wisconsin. He's an Ohio State fan. He's, he, you know, he hopped in. He said, you know, some people were unhappy. It was boring, Elite Eight, boring Final Four. I mean, can you really get any and, – and his point was it's not boring. These are four incredible programs, right? And, my, my, and like, this is, this is where social media, you have to pause on paying attention to it. I pointed out they would complain if gold coins were falling from the sky, people would complain <laughs> that it's not Bitcoin or it's not dollars or the time of day. Like you can't Duke Carolina in the Final Four and a loss would be Mike Shashevsky's last game. How could that possibly get any better? Oh, we'll bring up Villanova, who's won two recent national titles with Kansas, one of the greatest programs ever. Like you, yeah. I, I don't know if you get it better than this. I, look, Colin Coward, what do you say? We all want. Uh, the Cinderella to win until we're tired of them, and then we want the blue bloods when we we watch more. You know, TV ratings say that. Doug, I'll, I'll say this: I'd love the St. Peter story. I did. I thought it was great, and if they won, that'd be a great story too. But let's be honest, man. I mean, if you're looking at eyeballs and you're looking at interest, there's nothing better than these four teams because you you can make the argument that they're four really distinctly different teams. You know, I think in Philadelphia, Villanova is the preppy. You know, rich kids school. I think in Kansas, you got a you got a history, and they're a lot like North Carolina. Obviously, the Dean Smith connection going back. You know, Carolina is rebuilding. I mean, if you think about it, where they were uh, even last year, and now where they're at, and of course you've got you know King of the Hill in, in Duke with all the players and the Coach K Tower, and you got to have a thumb to get in, and you know he's keeping an office there on his retirement. You got four programs that, in their own way, are really interesting. And the fact of the matter is. When you get to a Final Four, we want to see interesting. We want to see storylines. you got a ton of them. I mean, look, the second year in a row, last year, Colin Gillespie, right? He's out. Well, now you got the kid out for, for Villanova right now. I talked to Jay today, right? And he's like, you know, I can't remember his name. Justin uh, Justin Moore. Moore. See, he's telling me, he goes, Dan, overall, Moore's our best player. You know, and I don't know whether that's true or not, or he's it just is. trying to hype the kid. It but, is. yeah. It is. So, at the end of the day, you got Villanova doing this again. You got Kansas, a team that, you know, Obagi's really good. I get that. Remy Martin comes over. Seems like he fought with everybody for a while. Now he's rolling. They decide to throw the ball inside yesterday and become a lockdown team. I think the basketball is going to be really good. I, I think, the obviously, the coaching is going to be really good. The interest really good. And I swear to God, I don't think you could ask for a better Final Four. There's nobody else I would want in there. Maybe Gonzaga, I guess. I don't know. But there's nobody else I would want in there than these four because of the stories. And I think the hoops has been great. You wouldn't want Kentucky in there? Not really. I thought Kentucky was ordinary. I, I didn't think Kentucky was, and I said this maybe on this show, I've said this forever. I watched them enough to know this is not, this is not a team that I go, oh man, this is great to watch. I thought they were very ordinary. 
Um, I, I thought that they were just another team. I was surprised, obviously. I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. I had them beaten St. Peter's, you know, obviously. But I just never bought into them. I, I, they just didn't look. Like, to me, Doug, you know, I'll ask you. When I see Duke and I see these players, I, I, you know, I see draft choices, high-end guys. When I watch Kentucky, I swear to God, I just saw another team. Now, I'm sure these guys will be drafted. But I didn't see anything special talent-wise out of Kentucky. So, no, I'd, I'd, I'd like these four. I'll take my chances with these four. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, I know it's it's it, it's it's amazing. Uh, last thing, obviously, Indy's been your home forever. We're doing your own radio show there. What is your sense or your expectations now with another older quarterback, Matt Ryan, coming to town? Uh, as good as you could do under the circumstance. The owner didn't like. Uh, anything really about Carson Wentz, the, the GM and the coach kind of went in survivor mode and they get, they ended up anything Chris Ballard does. The national football media says is the greatest thing in the world. They haven't won a division. I've told you about that. You know, they're 42 and 42. Uh, I think he's a bit of a combination, obviously a little bit better late in his career, arm strength wise than what Phillip Rivers was not as athletic as Wentz, but also not as crazy as Wentz. So, you know what, as good as you can do, but if the Colts don't get a left tackle, Uh-oh, did we lose him? He starts talking about le- – he lost our love of the left tackle. All right, that's that's uh, that's uh, Dan Dockich, of course. Outkick the coverage, don't at me, is uh, is, uh, is is his show. All right, so now, like, we're, we're – Bayer, you, you, you better basketball guys agree with you that your take is the right one, which is can't get a better Final Four than this? Yeah, especially just with the Coach K angle because love him or hate him or love or hate Duke – I mean, they're they're the topic of the conversation. Would would it be a better Final Four if you know we talked about a lot about Gonzaga last week? Now that we're here, now that we're in this moment, is it a better Final Four if Gonzaga's there against North Carolina as opposed to Duke? And I'd probably say it's better because Duke is there and because you have this game because of Coach K and because of the matchup with North Carolina. I don't know why you would take any of the other teams out of it. You know, it's too bad Villanova's not going to be at full strength against Kansas. But do you want to take? Kansas out and put the two seed Auburn in there. Is it a better Final Four? No, you know maybe having an Arizona team in there, you know that you know was so good during the the regular season. Maybe you could say they could improve it a little, but yeah, I don't. I, I just you your whole point is always all right. You want to change something or take someone off a list? Put somebody in. Yeah, yeah put somebody on a, in a list. Take somebody off. Who is it? That's my question here. Like, who would you swap out? You know, to put in to make this any better. I, I mean, I think I think you would do. You could do UCLA. You could do Kentucky. You could do Gonzaga. That's probably about it. Maybe it Arizona, would, just because they're. But I mean, because yeah, those are historically, minimal. and it would be no, a minimal it, increase. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And honestly, the Nova thing. I think the only reason that I would take them out right now would be because they don't have Justin Moore. Just. And I still think they can win. They can beat Kansas. They're a bad matchup for Kansas. And I don't think this is a great Kansas team. And I think even if you ask Bill, they're like, yes, it's not. But they're finding a way to win. I will point out that uh, he did some things adjustment-wise. It's really interesting, you know, like uh, the the diminishing of – we we have have done this. When Vital called, you know, all these Duke games when we were kids – you didn't even know what the substance was to it. You just knew that, oh, I know Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams, right? You just learn about these guys. But when you watch them, it's really interesting 
maybe it's because Vital's not doing it. You don't just have the open love fest. Um, or maybe it's because it wasn't explained. Or maybe it's because Kansas and they've been there so many times. But I think if you asked, I think if you asked the common fan, maybe even asked a lot of guys that consider themselves basketball fans, you know, uh, what do you think of Bill Self? Well, he loses early in the tournament. He loses early in the tournament. Okay. And uh, they win their league. Wouldn't you say that's what most people think? Sure. Yeah. Generalization. Jason Stewart, would you say that? I I wouldn't say that about his first few years right at Kansas, but yeah, I guess in the last 10 to 15 years, I guess. Well, it's actually been 10 years since they lost in the first round. I think over a decade since they lost in the first round. That's actually the point. Yeah, they haven't lost in the first round since 2006, and that was actually his second and third years. They, They lost in the first round, and then uh, I think they lost one more time in 2010. I don't remember if that what what who that was against. That one was who they lose to that year. Uh, that year they lost. Oh, they lost to Northern Iowa in the second round. But that was really kind of the yeah. last. That was that was when they got Farouk Maneshed. Yes, you know they got they got Farouk Maneshed, and then they lost with Embiid and Wiggins. Right, that was in the second round, but it was called the third round. But it has been since 2016 that they have they've gotten to elite eight, elite eight, semis. They lost in the second round a couple years ago. Lost in the second round two, last year, and then played a national semifinal. But they they've been depleted by all this NCA stuff. I mean, let's just be honest. By it, what are you going to say, Dan? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say like they lost to Bucknell in the mid 2000s, and then uh, when you see Bruce Weber took. Illinois to the national title game that in 05 and that's kind of how narratives end up developing like one or you know and, and then they stick for like a long long time but those things happened a long long time ago you know so right yeah I, I mean just at that time I, mean, I think they lost to Bucknell and maybe like 04 like it was Probably oh three oh four around that time. Yep. yep, that was that was that was very early in his tenure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, would have been it had to be oh four because then the that was the oh. first year of all the changes. It had to be oh four or well, 05. they lost to Bradley one year, then Bucknell the next yeah. year. But Roy left after two thousand three to go to North Carolina because that's when that was his last year at Kansas. Just the point being of when you're talking about Bill Self's tenure at Kansas and how you look back at it, you know, for those first years before they won it in oh eight. That ends up sticking around, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. No question. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's Dan Byer. You'll hear from him uh, upcoming. Check out the latest lines of World of Sports at Betters Sportsbook. Betters is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How big a deal is it that Hard Knocks is going to feature the Lions this year? I'll tell you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Obviously, you're listening to Foo Fighters. Taylor Hawkins, their drummer, he passed away over the weekend. Okay, so this is an honest question. Honest question. You guys open up all your mics. This is an honest question. I, I'm, look, I, I think I think you can both be sad. Like, here's a really talented dude. 
Okay, really talented dude, fun. And then, like, I, I don't know if it's a tragedy, right? Like, how do you word this when in his system, weed, antidepressants, opioids, heroin, at least 10 different substances are found? Right? Like, you can still be sad, and it's it's terrible. It's a really talented guy, but that's a lot of drugs. That's a, that's a it's a lot of drugs. Byer, how would you how would you characterize the death of of Taylor Hawkins of Foo Fighters? Um, it's sad. Yeah, yeah, really sad. A lot of people love their music, and uh, their music meant a lot. You know, there are certain deaths that. For some reason, it hit social media uh, a lot more th- uh, than others, and this was one of them. Yeah. 50 seems really young, too, Dell, right? It's like... Yes, it, it, it does. It, it, it's, there's a lot of younger people that die, and it makes it awful, you know? But 50 seems... 50 yeah. seems young. It just does. And it's weird because rockers... You know, the ones that live a long time, like, you're like, man, how did that guy survive all the stuff he did in the 70s and 80s? You know, I mean, look at the Stones. Like, can you imagine all the stuff they've seen and done and been through, right? And uh, he did not make it through. That's kind, that's kind of my takeaway, too. You talk about Keith Richards. He's proof of my theory that... You are destined to live for a certain amount of time when you come into this world. And no matter what you do to your body, might change a couple weeks here and there, but you're going to live a, a lot. You're going to live to a certain point, point and then kick it. I think Taylor Hawkins has been doing this for many, many years. And this was when his time was. Jimi Hendrix, it happened to be 27. Um, it, it's just one of those things. It, it's, it is sad, so, but it's so, almost so you predictable. Think, you think you're destined to live a certain amount of time. And I do. How much, however much many drugs you do doesn't really matter because when you're, your time is going to be up when it's up. And if that time is when you're 80, it's when you're 80. When it's when you're 20, it's when you're 20. I do. Yeah, I yeah, do I don't, subscribe I don't, to that. Okay, I don't, I don't subscribe to that magazine. I have. I just had pizza for lunch. So. <laughs> that's that's a that's that's the. I used to work with Tom Brennan, the famous Vermont coach. I want to be sick when I die. Well, okay. Let's get to what the let's get to the, the game time. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game time brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals trusted for years when it comes to premium zero turn lawn mowers. For us weekend shows, visit Hustler Turf. It's got a full lineup of residential mowers. HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Dan, buyer, buyer what do you got? Doug, the game today is... Big deal, little deal, no deal. All right, big deal, little deal, or no deal that Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski had this to say about Baker Mayfield. I think we'll see. Uh, I think everybody understands the situation, uh, and we're hoping that there's closure to it uh, at some point. Saying that they'll see uh, how it all pans out. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to eat that money. That, that, that's yes. what it is. What about Kevin Stefanski's thoughts on a return from Odell Beckham Jr., who said, we'll see how it all pans out? That was that quote with that player. We talked about OBJ's possible return to Cleveland last week. Now yeah, I don't, I, yeah I, don't, I don't see it. We'll, we'll see how that works out. Now, look, uh, he's not technically property of the L.A. Rams, right? Correct. So, I I, so he can comment on it, and obviously there's no win to commenting one way or the other. Uh, that that did not seem like a ringing endorsement, right? If you're going to recruit a player, 
Okay, this is just me. Like you're gonna recruit a player. Ask me about. I'll, I'll be Kevin Savancy. You you be asked the question. Okay, what do you think about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. coming oh, back to Cleveland? I mean, look, I, I, contract stuff aside, that's not my area. All I can tell you is what a great player, what a great run he had with the Rams, and whenever he comes back from injury, he's gonna be awesome. Uh, you know, obviously we'd love to have him, but I, I can't control if that thing works out. All right, what else you got? Uh, big deal, little deal, or no deal that Albert Pujols is back with the Cardinals on a one-year deal? Little deal. I will say the Universal DH helps him maybe hang around the game a little bit longer. Finally, big deal, little deal, or no deal that the U.S. men's national soccer team has all but wrapped up a spot in the World Cup this fall in Qatar. Uh, that's a big deal. There's no reason to watch the World Cup if we're not playing. What about the Lions one? Did you have one for the Lions? I was going to save it for the press, but... Okay. Yeah. Lions in, in hard knocks. Oh, there you go. L- no deal unless they trade for Baker Mayfield. Then big deal. Oh, you like that. All right, we're going to discuss the slap heard around the world next to the Doug Gottlieb Show.